Welcome. This is Amy Hoskins, host of Gestalt Poetry Open Mic. Today is April 25th, 2020, and we're still virtual via pre-recorded video. Next month, we hope to be live in some way on May 23rd at 3 p.m. Central with feature poet Sizway Herring, so hope you can be with us then. A bit of housekeeping first. If you notice the change in my last name, I'm marrying Rob Hoskins next week. It's not official yet, but this time next week it will be. The clerk's office also reopens the day before, so we're hoping for a marriage license. We're super happy to be together, even in stay safe at home mode. So that says a lot, right? Seriously, we are blessed to be in love in a world that is rather in a shambles at the moment. <laughs> we have hope in the midst of pandemic and well, you know. So I'm changing my name to Amy Hoskins. You can find my website at www.amyhoskins.com and Hoskins is like Bob Hoskins the actor, H-O-S-K-I-N-S.com. It's a completely new site with more of a curation of artwork rather than a full art archive. I'd love to hear what you think, so let me know when you get a chance. Back to the open mic, I wanted to read some of my poems at the beginning and at the end. I also wanted to give you a heads up for who's on the open mic this month, plus our amazing feature poet, Craig Freeman. April's fellow poets are Jamie Collins, Chaos, Dana Malone, Mo Christo, Chance Chambers, Joel Marcus Anson, and Born to Write. I'm so excited to share all the performances by our fellow poets before introducing Craig as our feature poet. Before that, I'd like to share two poems. Ordinarily, I'd ask the audience which is their favorite to start with by title. This time I chose From Light to Dark. Spring Sketch. Love rain-washed shiny magnolia leaves. Dark Gloss green above, rust fur undersides. Delicate cloud tendrils in a spring robin's egg sky. I'm not averse to sitting on the wet ground. Wait for the fresh breezes to halt. Get the right shot with the camera. Glowing iris petal cells, tiger markings in lavender blooms. I allow myself to sit and enjoy sun in my face. The second poem is called Meanwhile. Imagine the importance of the sky against landscapes long since gone. Know how to read the sky, clouds dark and white soft sailing. Why is it I've fallen into my hands? Loss, betrayal, I still love you so. Where nothing makes sense, Numbness finds where I went numb, escaping the pain of then, where you made me go numb. A beautiful place where horrible things happened. I'm scared. I'm not alone. Feel what it's like. Breathe up and out. Remember what it's like to be scared when I was young. The present tense is shocking. Past tenses too, seeing where I am, not being past or present. Just breathe. 
Imagine the importance of the sky. Now we've crumpled the horizon with symbolic boxes. The clouds are worthy of study again, coming back into fashion. I'm blessed to be in love. Enjoy with my lover and love in the form of you. Joy exists, bubbles from darkest depths, champagne bubbles from the earth to the sky. Meanwhile, the temperatures rise and ice fails to stay for us. Our lungs in the Amazon, Australia, charred. A pandemic has the world stopped in its tracks, tracks of centuries worth of taking from the earth, the gentle, lush earth, wild and untamed, until you pave it over. What's the point? I dream of new horizons that have been greened Uprooted buildings and concrete turned to farms. Meanwhile, fear and uncertainty, anxiety and depression. Hope and faith are in there somewhere. Joy and love with loved ones, I fall into my hands, only to imagine a new sky. And without further ado, let me share with you the videos sent in by fellow poets this month. I hope you'll enjoy them as much as I do because they are powerful, insightful, and beautiful all at once. Hiking in the woods, I stepped through a symphony of birds and into a puzzle of sunlight and shadow where I found the holy part of a rare glory. One magic oak asked me to stop and rest. I sat and leaned my back against it. My heart began to beat in sync with its peaceful pulse of no problems. The bark crumbled a bit, opened, and I merged with the wood's wet, clear blood. Blending with the stillness of sap, my hands twisted like roots to receive the earth. Mystery has no need for words. To witness infinite patient grace and to live even for a moment with only the touch of sun, moon, and wind has no name. Simplicity reveals little treasures like joy in a heart of love alive. All that was unsolved in me drifted away like a foreign conversation. Questions released, answers became unnecessary, and there was nothing to do, nothing to notice beyond being. I was going to Nashville during the 60s. It was during the heart of the civil rights movement here in Nashville. And we participated in some demonstrations and sit-ins and marches. And now today at this advanced age, I reflect upon that time. Here's a piece called The Old Folk. Listen to me. Listen to me! I want you to hear me, my children, for I am of a different generation from the one that now mostly blesses this nation. But I sometimes feel amongst you like a dinosaur. 
I mean, I'm all big and powerful, yet not stink. No one can any longer hear my roar. But I'm still the voice of what came before. And I cannot let you forget and not understand how we, as a race of people, got our foot in and then came marching through Jim Crow doors. I mean, can you smell a sense of death left in the nostrils of our guys who fought Iraqi freedom, the storm of Vietnam? Do you know the horror of babies being bombed in church in Birmingham? Drink from the bitter cup of, drink from the bitter cup of Georgia death. Tell me, is that peach really sweet? Have you ever felt the dog bite, the billy clubs, the foul old French and knock you off your feet in an Alabama street? Have you forgotten black bodies swinging in the Mississippi sun? And I know not many here can remember signs saying white on a run, black man, run. But this is how far in my lifetime we've come. Now today I see my brothers with their hats on backwards and upside down and pants hanging off there. Don't be a hater, they tell me. All right, we'll let But what about selling poison and slow death to one another on city streets? What about disrespecting our elders and teaching our women to be freaks and our children side of geeks? Tis a new day, they tell me. We no longer do things in your old-fashioned Uncle Tom way. Again, I say, have we, my people, lost our man? To reply, again, in mass, for most of you, why don't you just sit down, old fool? You just stuck on stupid and lost in time, the old fool. over there on South Street one night. She says, Dan, do you have a mansion in glory waiting for you? I said, no, ma'am. I've got me a mountain. <laughs> I wrote this poem driving from Pisgah Forest to Hendersonville and back with no other implement but my lily white legs and a ballpoint pen. <laughs> the only north I ever knew. Remember, since the beach mountain pass, the mountain pass says, write it on yourself. Your lily legs, the only paper, stencil of Boaz. Be not afraid, repeats the mountain pass. This Canuga road you drive will wind you into what to say. Perea, Berea, breathes the Blue Ridge mountain pass. Oh, your soul and all within you. The mountain pass sings, your memory swims the French broad currents where you cast your burdens. Mount Mitchell, my crown, proclaims the mountain pass, peak of your Appalachia, all my water over each of my rocks, the sweetest song. I offer you Pisgah Forest, utters the mountain pass, my Camelot with firm carpet, crackle of Christ on the AM dial, a local 
quartet intones four-part harmony and how could heaven be any higher? Embedded in these slopes of your salvation, cries the Blue Ridge Mountain Pass, are these minerals of your distant kin. Serpentine, said the Mountain Pass, this ink of you, and how could heaven be any higher? America. It's dead. No longer the dream achieved with ease and everybody's got a price above their head in this country of thieves. Positions of power, wolves of bread, and let free to feed on the sheep in the streets and after these feral wolves are fed I don't know what will be left of the country that was once free. And our schooling is a concession of pre-written lessons set in our school books, texts with deceptive blessings by those who approve of us complacently accepting what's taught. Please, hands down, no questions. And even if we make said suggestion, maybe we missed the message you reminded that victors write your history lessons. And those who lost are exiled. Their compiled confession lost in the time it took for us to consider second guessing. Give me a second. See, when war makes commerce, and commerce is law, profit is prudence and justice is flawed, then it's no longer all for one and one for all. Your rights are the rock and the system hogs the ball. Look, they sent proud Americans overseas supposedly to catch freedom's fall, all the while systematically restructuring our rights with flawed laws. But you need that in layman's, I can't do that for y'all. All have to search for truth ourselves, and bear our ignorance raw. Regardless, the rights that we don't exercise will be the rights of which we are deprived. Our freedom to speak has been restricted by lines. Our arm-bearing rights are being methodically pried from hands and willing to fight by those who fit the bill of greed habitual. Forget your needs. Forget the nation. They about the individual. But you know, What's worse than the wrongdoers committing this evil is those that are remaining complacent without facing the evil people and sequel. I mean, why do you justice think we need a sequester? Freedom was our girl until we left her with molesters. And now they control the media and want all the information saying we eat that shit up, whatever's on the plate. We've been letting the GOVT decide how lead instead of the people leading the unchecked and unbalanced and telling them how to proceed and now we've come to believe that there's something wrong with those who lead when we've let them position a system that's structured around greed. It's the MOE. Old America is dead. No longer is the dream chief of these.
What if we burn it all down? Will fallen poets and singers rise from the scorched earth like moonflowers waiting for a new midnight, smudged in the ashes of yesterday's lost breath? Will they slap our backs and laugh at the cruelest April joke, the one about leaving before one more song? Will we lift them onto parking lot risers built from the charred timber of stay-at-home billboards and congregate because we can again and dance? because we always could. We're afraid to talk about dying, so we make death the enemy. But how then can we comfort someone deeply and truly? What about loving your enemy? Even death is perceived as the greatest one. Could befriending them be the true beginning of resurrection? Today death entered through my door twice, first as I was catching up with a friend, who told me he had lost his best spot and it feels like the end. Then my mom called and said there's something I need to know. I th thought her dad had died as diagnosed with cancer, but no. Instead her brother passed away unexpectedly. I was shocked and asked how does she feel. Though they were unclosed, she's reminded of shared memories and recollections. Regardless of the depth of connection, you're still hit by the pain of separation. So how do you f face death when they come knocking on our door? What if instead of fighting them, in order to truly mourn, we let them in, receive their hug, without hate or scorn? Is death just a guide leading us to God? Another type of door. What would it take to befriend death? Invite them in, make tea, play chess. Treat them as a friend, not an enemy. How beautiful the end of life would be. Weeks earlier, I left home knowing I won't see my grandpa anymore. Calling him, I realized this is the last time we talk, at least on this side of the door. He wished have a safe trip back, and I thought, you too, grateful for his life. Though we weren't close, it was a beautiful moment. The call ended, I cried. When we play chess with death, there are no winners or losers in this game. Its sole purpose is to enjoy the time, the process of play. Once we become curious and playful with death, a new life springs forth. We won't be afraid to one day, hand in hand with an old friend, walk through that door. What would it take to befriend death? Invite them in? Make tea, play chess, treat them as a friend, not an enemy. How beautiful the end of life would be. What if Jesus didn't kill death in the tomb? It doesn't take three days to kill someone, but it could. Show that instead he became friends with death, so he lost track of time as they had fun playing chess. What would it take to befriend death? Invite them in, make tea, play chess? Treat them as a friend, not an enemy. How beautiful the end of life would be. Born to write, she could feel it Coming in the air tonight, oh Lord. 
And she'd been waiting for that moment for all her life. Oh, Lord, oh, Lord. Dancing in darkness while smiling relentlessly, cold, blessed, Blooded and heartless, giving unhealthy celebrations, unlimited fragments of willingness. But the truth be told, it be what sets one free. She lacked a living muse, so beautiful, so black, so graceful, yet remnants of painful memories. Filthy like old currency, shining like new money, yet inwardly, silently harboring abuse. Then, then, then new birth, blood appeared on dry land. Some don't believe, many don't understand, but this once shattered, splattered, abandoned heart. Truth be told, it be what sets one free. She could feel it coming in the air tonight. Oh, Lord. She recognized his love. For once she believed his love. She embraced his love. She tried long enough. No more time to hide. She'd rather abide in his arms. Her strong tower. Her secret place. Releasing anxiety and pride. Once degraded in her abused and neglected face. She is thankful for his sacrifice. His word. Her new life. Truth be told. It be the truth that sets us free. Now light lives where darkness consumed. Inspiration rises where confusion once bloomed. Her smile is finally real. Only because, only because, only because his blood appeared on dry land. She could feel it coming in the air tonight. He came, and she'd been waiting for that moment for all her life. Oh, Lord, oh, Lord, born to write. Now do you see why I'm so excited to share April's fellow poets? Wow, and a huge hug to all the ones who submitted and shared their work with us. Now here's the video performance by feature poet Craig Freeman. Craig is a creative writer who weaves introspection into poems, short stories, and essays. Hey everyone, I hope you guys are all doing well and staying healthy, sane, and safe during this challenging time period. Uh, and I hope you're using this time the best way that you see fit. Um, I wanna send a huge thank you to Amy for letting me be the feature for this virtual open mic. Um, I'm gonna share four pieces with you guys today and I um, hope you guys stick, stick with me to the end. And uh, here we go. This first piece is called Soul on Fire. Life is short, but it's the longest thing you ever do. What will you do between the line of your time before night sets on your rise? Winds are not ties, choke the voice in my mind. Blind thoughts told me what I ought to see, then I smelt the coffee. Pyramid schemes stole my dreams. News screens say what to think. I can't blink without clicking on a fake link. I'm out of sync. I have to disconnect from the internet and introspect the thoughts of my flesh. Find faith in every step that I take. Can I find my pace in this zombie race? Some days I, 
Can't even recognize my face. Misplaced mask, followed task for the cash. As I ask my burning soul for someone else's high. How many lives will it take to see who am I when I'm alive because I'm stuck between dreams and reality. I suffer from conformity. Everyone tells me how to be and where I need to be before I'm 30. You should be married. Why no family? Mama want to play granny. I'm still trying to understand me. I don't want to leap without wings. Passing on those genes to my offspring. Then they go out and do the same thing. Without asking, is this really meant for me? Thank you. All right. So for my second piece, uh, this one is called Why So Quiet? Oh, look, an elephant in the room. Nah, it's just a Dalai Lama avoiding the drama. Okay, yes, maybe I, I smoke some ganja. Since you can't mind your business, you think my quietness is so eccentric and I'm cemented on my image like a gimmick, but it's really hard to hold my attention. I'm a walking definition of ADHD, so I guess um, uh, I love to think. Oh shit, and ideas on the brink like, do you see the rise in the machines? I think humans will be extinct before God intervenes. My mind's like a skating rink. It's fast-paced. My words skate towards first place but tripped over an untied shoelace. In my headspace, I'm stuck in the same place every day. It's like watching a Blu-ray but I forgot to press play. By the way, who's got the remote? I like cantaloupe and African soap. I elope with music but we told me to come back home. Love, it's so addicting. It's like a bee sting, but what would you do for your honey? My urge is turned junkie. I'm really not funny. If I had money, I would live in a country or live surrounded by trees or better yet by the beach. <sighs> Fuck. My apologies, my ADHD. Sometimes I, I can't make up my mind. My thoughts are not aligned, so when I drive, I drift off to the side. Some bumpy moments, but I'm alive. Introverted type of guy, I think I was seven or... Maybe not when I realize I'm not confined by the hue of my skin, but try telling that to my black and white friends who believe in a trend that's misled so many humans, but I guess it's cool. We're just human. Intelligent but stupid. Divided into subgroups and we're doomed because we're zoomed in on our costume and we assume that's who we pledge allegiance to. Where's the pride of being you? Emotionally unavailable. I told fables to go below navels like a tray you. This is a never-ending story. I fall short of the glory of love with kisses and hugs. I'll sign your heart's goodbye card. Coiled with an electric charge that wicks you up to my facade. Good lord. I know what y'all thinking. This motherfucker. Mm, let me scratch that out. Is a dog. Well, I used to be. A eulogy exclusively made me think of who I wanted to be, but it's hard to crawl out when you're six feet deep. Basically. I had to die to be me. Do you know what I mean? And I don't think we can really be free if we need a government to lead. Maybe it's me, but it seems we defend special privileges by destroying villages overseas. They say history repeats until we get the story. Well, I'm starting to worry for your kids. Will they be living in the wasteland because what our generation did? Maybe this shit is all in my head, but I dread the cycles that we're in. My best friend said every day on this plane, you're either ascending or descending, and he may be the smartest person I know. 
But you wouldn't believe me though if you saw his mouth full of gold. And I'm haunted by the number four, 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 whispering to work on my personal growth and a reminder that the universe is in control, but I can tell by your eye movements. You're not listening. And you think I've gone off the deep end, but this is why I prefer to remain quiet. All right. Uh, so for my next piece, uh, this piece is called Time to Work. It's five in the morning. I roll off the wrong side of the bed. I check my voicemail and says, closed mouths don't get fed. Early bird, but I don't want the worm. I smack my lip to confirm I'm not in the mood, but for food, I'll trade you my thoughts. First time in weeks I had an appetite to write. Turbulent astral flights have kept me up at night. Instead of counting sheeps, I've been counting my mistakes. I just walked away from a soulmate. All in the name of personal gain, I'm paranoid. I delete photos to fill the void, but I can't erase the Polaroid staying with moments of our joy. Mixed emotions rise when I think of you because I found truth in the work I do, but it did not include you. I heard someone say, there's so much beauty and pain. Tell that to the parents of a slain musician last week, or the parents of the teens who received the call from the police thinking this can't be my baby. I, I felt for them. We all want to feel free. Joy riding through life in the search of an identity. In the same week, I was asked to speak about black history in our gentrified music city. However, they didn't look like me, and I've never seen them at any black events or promote black establishments in their Facebook statuses with fake excitement. I said, thank you, but I'll be busy being black, and that's history. Okay, I'm lying. What I wanted to say was that black men rapping over beats is the reason why I'm not history. It occurs to me that I'm scared to tell people how I feel inside. I come from a long line of black men scared to share what's on their mind. We're too occupied trying to rise above the stereotype of being the bottom of mankind, doing whatever it takes to survive the programming that has destroyed the black family. Frankly, I'm not sure if my family tree starts in the West Indies, Middle East, Africa, or right here in America. Our identity was stripped from us, reduced to a color. I'd rather bubble in other. My mother always said, boy, can't. No one controlled you. A lesson that produced a rebel who'd rather dig his own grave and knows black history didn't begin with slaves, but I'm a slave to writing and find out who I am. White supremacy, oh, I mean, white inferiority made me feel less than a human being because I thought we all agreed there's only one being that's supreme. But the feeling of being inferior is the best time to look in the mirror. You see the person you become. Reflect and ask yourself, am I okay with the work that I've done? All right, thank you. Um, so for my last piece, uh, this is my favorite poem that I've written, uh, and it is called Stumbled Upon Heaven's Gate. There are nine planets in our solar system, eight of which if you step foot on, you will be aerated with debris, vaporized by the heat, or your blood were turned into shards of ice. However, between the unforgiving and unstable atmosphere, there's a place called heaven. I'm not a religious man, but after seeing the coastline of California, I wanted to believe in something. I could see where God's fingers 
carve the mountains out of rock and mud, leaving behind the fingerprints of an unsolved mystery. Indigo blue waters that turn a day on earth into a binge worthy show my eyes photographed the beauty of Mother Nature. She wasn't shy. She posed and revealed more of herself as I eased around her bosom. She caressed me like a newborn baby. The serenity in her breastplate, patty cake on my skin, finally were connected. She fed me lullabies. I slipped into a trance. The warmth of her waves gave me balance as I stood at the edge of her borders. I could taste the salt on my lips, ready to dive back into the waves of myself. I'm no longer drowning. I'm where I'm supposed to be. The answer I've sought out there was finally right in front of me. I found the peace that philosophers, artists, hippies, and the Bible speaks of. So if we're all waiting to die to experience heaven, what's the point of living? Thank you. Awesome. So I uh, just want to send a huge thank you to Amy for letting me be the future for uh, this virtual open mic. Thank you again, and I hope everyone stays safe, sane, and healthy during this time period. See what I mean? What a thought-provoking, philosophical, and brilliant performance. Thank you, Craig, and all this month's fellow poets. Next month, our feature poet is Sizway Herring, poet, puppy owner, and urban garden and community advocate. That will be a live virtual open mic, although I'm a newbie to technology and I'm not sure what platform yet. That will be live on May 23rd at 3 p.m. Central Time. Okay, here's one more poem from me before signing off. Steering. Stop the world. I want to get off. Cabarets, singers sing sexily. Now the world is stopped for real. Uncertainty, the order of the day. Treasures, we sit at home stressing. We are treasures to each other now. All this time to create, but for anxiety, depression. We are inundated with the daily daily, our daily lives wrapped in our living quarters. Panic in Detroit by David Bowie. Remains of Narcissus on the table send their last sweet scent out to the world. They were angels in the garden. Despite coronavirus, despite climate change, they arrive, innocent as ever. How to be an empath in times like these, taking breaks from media, to reel each time in fear, anger, despair, hope. The best seems to have come out of most of us instinctively, despite leadership lack of leadership. She said, there's so many good people still out there. They will make it right. Despite corruption, open, white, collar, crime, without accountability. What do the children think of these role models? Who do we remind them of, but leaders of our own? Despite fear, each spring morning shouts, bees, come to us. Somehow hope thrives. We each are steering 
a ship in an awesome, prodigious storm, the likes of which we've never seen. God is love, and love is God. One common value also has its massive ripple effects. So many heartbeats resound. Okay, signing off here. <laughs> My nose is finishing. I so appreciate all the fellow poets and Craig Freeman as our feature this month. Stay safe, be well, and hopefully some beautiful flowers will enhance the meaning of this time of renewal and rejuvenation at all levels. Don't forget to check out my website at www.amyhoskins.com. Thanks again. Bye for now.